Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership? Well, our hope is for you to journey with us through each episode into a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you to set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged. Hi, everyone. This is James and Terry Kraft, and we are back here at the Life Unplugged podcast. And it is a beautiful, sunny, Southern Cal day today, and we're so excited to be here together. Yay. We always have fun doing this with one another uh, and living life together. You know what? Do you know? We should tell everybody what happened last night when we were on our walk. Oh, yeah. You know what? We love walking. We put in miles at a time, sometimes seven, eight miles at a time. We love it. But that's where we talk. That's where we dream. And that's where we fight, too. It's awesome, right? We do some of those fights. It's awesome. But we learn how to call them arguments. We all call them arguments. But we learn how to fight fair. It's really cool. Um, and so maybe that should be a podcast sometime that we learn from some good doctors, uh, yeah, put together a good thing on it. Fair. But you know, last night we were walking through the golf course and maybe we shouldn't have been, but and all of a sudden we were just having fun, like two little teenage kids, like we, when we first met and all of a sudden the sprinklers come on all around us and it just spooked us a little bit. So we're running through the golf course. I wish we could have had that on film because we were it running through sprinklers, I pretty much just wanted to lay down and have fun, but you know what? <laughs> it was a good time. It was fun. It was so fun. And there was no way around it. So we just decided to go through it. Just living it. It was fun. Isn't that something that kind of teaches us about life? It sure is. Man, when the sprinklers come on, just stop and enjoy the moment. So, <laughs> yes. so hey, I'm looking forward to today. We have a special guest. Yes. Come on, bring it on. Yes, yes. Well, we are so excited. Grace Fulton, uh, she is a friend. We've we've um, experienced her not only just as a, a, a sweetheart when we were talking to her. We we saw her um, sing on a worship team when we spoke at her church, and she is just a wonderful um, up and coming actress and many things, uh, not just that, but that's one of the things that she is blessed uh, in order to do um, here on this earth. But um, we're going to talk today about the power of knowing who you are. And when we kind of came up with this title, we thought, who do we want to come and talk about the power of knowing who you are? And we both said, oh, it's got to be Grace Fulton. Because she's had the privilege of doing a lot of great things. And, and we've seen her on movies like Shazam, and she'll talk about that, and a lot of other things she's done um, and going to do. Um, but what we really felt was so incredible when we met her the first time was she was just so uniquely her. And such a the way that, that, that she was able to carry herself um, and the confidence and the peace and just the kindness and grace was was really quite, you know, moving. It sure was. Very authentic mm-hmm. when you have a time to connect with her. So Grace, welcome to our time today. We're excited to have oh. you here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I know you're trapped in your home kind of in Southern California. So it's, uh, we're all in the same boat, but you took the time to be with us today and we're really grateful. Really grateful. Oh my gosh. Thank you for taking the time to be with me. This is the best. I just got such nice words spoken over me. Oh. Like, 
great. I we, love it. We mean it. We mean we it. We do. We do. And I think it'll be fun because um, maybe you can just take some time and, and tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, and and we're going to get into kind of what what are some of the things that you've done and you're going to do and 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 how you stay you in that environment. But but how did you get here? <laughs> That's a loaded question, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> well, we met your parents, um, and they're amazing. So we know <laughs> we know partly how you got here. <laughs> that was the first thing that popped in my mind in a lot of ways. Man, my parents have you know helped me through a lot of crazy times. Uh, you know, I have had. Sometimes it feels like I've lived two separate lives. Um, as far as the experiences I've gotten to enjoy, and I'm still so young, but I. Um, it feels sometimes like I have had um, a- another life because I trained in ballet throughout middle school and high school very seriously um, to the highest possible level, mm-hmm. was set to go to a ballet company. And um, I-, I got to dance in New York in this big dance comp- competition called um, YAGP that was this international competition, it was in the final round. I mean, it was my life and my world ballet 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 as well as acting along on the side when I was six I started acting um but I I I eventually kind of had a lot of injuries in ballet Mm -hmm. got you know a little older and my body was no longer a child's body and it just wasn't quite everything wasn't quite lining up and uh it ultimately though I could have kept going but ballet kind of started to take more than it was giving. Mm. Um, and I, I definitely felt uh, a lot of, uh, this doesn't want me. Ballet doesn't want me. Mm. Um, and I had to kind of sit back and heal from injuries. And um, I, I had a big life trajectory change. No ballet company. Um, and my friends all went to college. I didn't go to college. I wasn't planning on going to college. I was going to go to a ballet company. Um, And even though I had good grades and I could have gone to college, I really did not feel that that was a part of my journey at that time. Um, And I, I leaned more into acting and got just a new passion for it in that season. It was a really, really lovely gift from the Lord to have um, a passion kind of removed and then another passion step in. Mm. Um, And all the while throughout that, I definitely uh, grew closer to the Lord and not in a, like I had a pre-existing relationship and grew closer to him. I really feel like I started to experience him for the first time in my later high school years, really get a really good taste of um who he was that's just part of developing as a human and getting older you start to you know process things at a a deeper level um the impact of things definitely change um so all that to be said uh i i shared a little bit about that first life with ballet um and since then i have been acting. I teach ballet, which um, was a really redemptive gift from God to be able to take all of those sweat and tears I poured into ballet and get to somehow 
put it to use in giving it to these students um, that I teach. And But acting, I mean, I have worked on the lowest budget set to the highest budget set. I have worked on shoots that were like 14 days trying to film a whole movie wow. and you're not a lot of sleep and it's just like summer camp and it's just crazy and kind of maybe breaking some SAG rules, but that's fine. Hopefully. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> no one knows what project it was. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to connect the dots. Yeah. Um, there were a couple projects like that. So, you know, <laughs> um, but you know, independent films, studio films, I've worked on short films that were funded by, um, you know, a, a dad and daughter, you know, low, low budget short film, a higher budget short film. I've had, I did commercials. I have, I've done a Hallmark movie twice. I've done Hallmark movies. You know, I've kind of done Hallmark, Hallmark movies. There you are. You're, you're <laughs> plucking the strings of Terry's heart now. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> she gets lost in those movies. And yeah. so, <laughs> no comment. Oh, yeah. They kind of do that though. Like I am not really a Hallmark movie person, but just because I'm too in the industry and I am sure. such a mob and I I'm the I'm the worst but you know I I go over to my my friend's house and um they are all girls there's just so many girls there and they always have I feel like they always have the Hallmark channel on <laughs> and they really suck you in <laughs> I find myself sitting down yeah. watching like what's happening what why That's am I so hilarious. Yeah. how did this happen <laughs> That's great. So what is it like to, I mean, you, you describe such a, a variance in, you know, these, these, these movie sets that you've been on and, um, and, and, and such that is also so starkly different than, than even the ballet, um, that you experienced growing up. I mean, that is, it, it's so probably, you know, it tastes similar, but so many things that are different. I mean, how have you, how have you experienced some of those big differences in your career? I, I, you know, it's, it's going to be a weird cop-out answer almost. Maybe it's not a cop-out, but I, I started acting when I was six. So I have been on film sets for a majority of my life here and there, different experiences through different age ranges. And I feel that for me, I described this to someone recently when I'm on a film set it kind of feels like I'm in my bedroom. Mm. And I mean that in the sense of when you're a little kid and you're in your bedroom and you're playing and you're in your magical fantasy world. Mm. And when I get on film set, no matter what size it is, I'm in my bedroom and I'm just playing and it's mm. like playtime. And, um, I feel, I actually have performance anxiety. That's like mm. something that a lot of people don't know about me, yeah. but it's something struggled with and it actually hit me for the first time when I was dancing ballet I had just uh my first bout of injuries I came back to the stage and I had a woman body and I was kind of figuring out you know this new body I have and I'm no yeah. longer the thick twig and you know who am I and you know I, I what I was had value in before I no longer have and where is my value and I remember getting on the stage and being so aware that everyone was watching me and I'd never had that before. Mm. It was so upsetting. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so aware that everyone's watching me and I don't want them to. 
I don't want them to watch me, yeah. but I really want to give a gift. Yeah. No. And I, I think that's one, been one of my biggest challenges is feeling so deep down that I have a gift and a passion for what I do. Um, and this is a, this, we're going on a whole, another, uh, a side tangent, but you know, feeling passion that I have something to give having moments where I, I don't necessarily want people watching me because it's a, a, a very dear, close to my heart gift. I'm scared of, of judgment. I'm scared of what people think, um, especially in the career I'm in, career I'm in and the amount of no's I've received, the amount of, that's just part of the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the criticism of you don't quite fit this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't quite fit. Yeah. And you wonder, you know, do I need to change something about myself? Yeah. Do, am I not enough? Am I not right? Yeah. yeah. I, but when I get on film sets, because usually when I'm, or, you know, any set, that means I got the job, which means I fit something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to some degree, I get on set and I'm like, ooh, okay, let's play. And, you know, what's so fun is no matter what size the set is, you're working with people yeah. and people, no matter what, they have the same equal value, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that's no great. What, you know, maybe their skill set might not have the same <laughs> value, <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> but you know, they're, they're people, they're bringing their life experiences. They're all coming from their homes. They're coming from their walk the night before with their spouse and the sprinklers yeah. or, you know all have this this thing inside of us and it's um it's a very I I I I am constantly reminded that I am a puzzle piece and that's cool. you know big puzzle. You know Grace oh, I really love cool. hearing that because you normalize life there because honestly how many people I mean you're an actress and so you're experiencing that same thing on the set or you know going up or leading up trying to get a part but then someone who is at home or trying to get a job or trying to get into a college or trying to be on a team. I mean, we all experience this in one way or another, you know, so that one that um, it, it, we can understand the insecurities that can kind of rise up a little bit, you know, those fears that can rise up, you know, so I thank you for being honest about that. I think people need to hear that because what we see on the screen is confident grace. It's like, oh, you know, when I'm watching, oh, I'll just say it right now. When I'm watching Shazam, because I think I've watched that thing a bazillion times. <laughs> so, <laughs> Me, too. I know. Me too. It's a great movie. I'm sorry. It's a great movie. <laughs> so I laugh, I have fun, and you know, but then we see you, you know, but you see you, it's confident. You do your part. It's fun. It's entertaining. But then you still work through these challenges like everybody else does, you know, and I love mm. your, I love just the way you communicate that, you know, that authentic, 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 there we go, uh, <laughs> you know, expression of who you are is, it's really impressive, yeah. but also motivating to me. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit more? I love how you are, you know, just so vulnerable. It's like, Hey, I've had, I've had some anxiety around some of this, you know, what, what is it that you did to kind of move through that? Or, you know, is it something that you are still kind of working through? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're just like all of us. We all have our things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's life. That's, that's the beautiful thing of life. I think the moment we think, okay, that's it. I figured it out and I will never have a struggle again. You know, 
you that right there, you still have a lot of work to do. On yeah. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> usually the, denial. That's yeah. a litmus test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I have had um, a history with acting where I went through a period where I struggled with memorizing my lines, um, and and less memorizing and more actually remembering them in the room, which was kind of debilitating because I would have it all memorized, ready to go. I get in the room and gone, mm-hmm. you know, or I would hiccup on one word and my brain, the, it's like every time I would make any mistake in the room, that mistake was pushing the cassette tape, you know, play of, oh no, it's happening again. You're going to mess up. They already don't want you. Yeah. You're, you know, a failure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a huge chunk. I, I was going on out for pilot season, um, which is where you are sent three, four auditions a week um, for the pilots that are coming out. You're just cranking out, memorizing material night before reading scripts, you know, 14 pages here, eight pages here, different characters go in dance, monkey dance, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I have had to really learn who I am, what I care about mm-hmm. as far as what's, what characters I respond to, because I realized I didn't care about what I was acting and I, I wasn't excited anymore about mm-hmm. acting subsequently. Um, and it, it, it really took me confronting uh, you know, what's going on in here, yeah. what's going on inside of me. And I think sometimes when we're struggling with anxiety, we look to the outside situation and try to cope and fix there. Yeah. But a hundred percent of the time it's inside. Yeah. 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 That's really good. It's wow. so profound. It really yeah. is. You know, I love it that you're being honest with us because honestly that's being vulnerable. And it's like, Hey, you know, go, overcoming those challenges. But, you know, when you when you express that, Grace, what were some of the things, if you can put yourself back in that place again, what were some of the things that you did to overcome some of those barriers or hurdles in your life? Because it sounds like it didn't just happen once. It's happened yeah. a few times. And it sounds like it was yeah. a season of your life. You sound so confident now, you know, but you had seasons <laughs> where it was like, eh, the confidence wasn't all there, but you're still pursuing the same goal. Yeah. Big, biggest thing I would think of is I pressed pause. Every time something like that was going on, I really pressed pause on life and uh, kind of removed myself out of my autopilot and um, my schedule in a sense, embraced saying no to things, even though it was really scary yeah. to potentially say no to auditions um, because these are amazing opportunities. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know? Be thankful, have gratitude, do some more praying, put on some worship music, get in there, you know, and suck it up. You have the Lord on your side. But, you know, that is a Band-Aid and that isn't actually solving the problem. So I I have been to therapy. Um, Separate reasons kind of brought me in there, but through the course of being there, of course, a lot of my anxiety roots were ironed out. Um, and through, I'm a huge 
fan of therapy through that. I learned a lot about, you know, what is the narrative I'm telling myself? What are the lies that I'm believing about myself, mm, yeah. others, the world, where did that come from? Um, and kind of choosing to question myself and the situations from a standpoint of curiosity and problem solving and yeah. uh, not questioning myself in a critical way of, you know, what's wrong with you? Why can't you do yeah. this? Yeah. But questioning myself in a, Hey, you know, compassionate voice, what's going on? Yeah. You love acting. Yeah. You love acting. Do you not want to do this anymore? The Lord doesn't want you driving hours to these auditions with a heart of fear and anger and disappointment. Mm. And that's not, we need to push pause, Yeah, you that know, really and true. be brave to consider, do you need to not do this anymore? Yeah. Which is scary. That yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Well, especially if your identity was kind of right. It's, it's a, your identity's wrapped around that, you know? So, uh, but wow. it's, I hear you. Yeah when you say that you're being kind to yourself, you know, and sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves and we push ourselves to do things we really don't want to do. Mm. But I I hear kindness to yourself. Yeah. Which is good. And I also hear boundaries and I love it. You, you mentioned a couple of times that you've mentioned grid boundaries and and I'm like the boundaries guru. I love, (laughs) I love boundaries and and I work with so many women and with boundary structure. And I heard you say it a couple of times. One, when you said that um, ballet was, taking more than it was giving. I think that was something around of what you said. And then obviously mm-hmm. in this moment where you just said pause, that's, it's, it's kind of a, you're, you're, you're talking about being empowered to be able to say, I matter in this picture. That's huge. I love it. And then you're able to then have some curiosity and a lot of times, and obviously in this, in, in the, in relation to acting, it's like you decided, yes, I want to do this. And I am yeah. going to push, I am going to push in and I'm going to get the people I need around me and, um, do all the things I know how to do to, to find where I need to be grounded in it. But, but I won't get there unless I do take the pause. Yeah. yeah and make those boundaries mm-hmm. and, and be okay with saying, I don't want to audition for this. I, you know, I just need a second to breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need a second to breathe. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's simple as that. And mm-hmm. what's so interesting is coming from a ballet background that was Russian training, there was a lot of push through it, kind of be mean to yourself, mm-hmm. being mean to your body mm-hmm. uh, and, and force it to do what it needs to do. Yeah. Uh, and having to relearn how to um, relate to myself yeah. has been a big thing. That a is big really thing. good. That's really That's powerful. And and so knowing all of this about you, and it's so it's so great. And and um, our hope and and prayer is that you know people when they when they see you there on the big screen in anything you've been in, and then moving forward, that they'll hear the richness of this because. It is so good. And it's not only, you know, applicable to what your journey is, but it's applicable to all of us is that we really do need to be able to, to know who we are and, and to take the pauses, to be kind, uh, you know, to have 
you know, those, those things in our, in our life that ground us. Um, what, what, I know you've, you've, you know, tell us a little bit about what you've kind of been in and what are some things that you're going to kind of be moving toward in that, um, part of your life. I know, um, we obviously know about Shazam. That's the, is that, is that kind of the big one? Cause you know, we're a big, you know, Marvel DC, we're, we're, we're going to say DC now. Okay. Come on. Cause that's, that, that's the world we're talking about. Yeah. This yeah. DC. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Marvel's the competitor. Yeah. <laughs> what was that journey like? I mean, you know, that's a pretty big, you know, genre to jump into. Guys, it, I can't be any more candid about the fact that my life has been so gently orchestrated by the Lord. And there are so many strings attached to everything I've done. I, I literally Shazam. I had worked with so many of those people already when I did Annabelle creation mm-hmm. that on that set, it felt like I was returning to that horror film I did a little while ago. Not that I was making another horror film, but I felt like I was returning back to that family. Yeah. Because we had the same director, the same camera operator, the same wardrobe, the same producer, the same studio, the same casting. So when I went for Shazam, I was set up to not feel like a stranger and a foreigner in that land. That's cool. I set up to feel like it was a family reunion, Um, which honestly, when I went in the room, there was no performance anxiety. I'm with people I know, you know? So it's kind of crazy the fact that this horror film that I auditioned for years prior, that was around the time of my memorization challenges and fear of auditions. And it was one of those auditions I kind of had grit and just went and had faith and trust that I can act. I'm just going to go in and have fun. Didn't hear anything, heard something weeks later, booked it, had no idea what I was auditioning for. They kept it super secret. You know, I'm on Warner Brothers lot. A couple months later and, you know, and I didn't know at that time that my work on that film set was paving the way and preparing for me to get to do something like Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, I mean, it seemed like it was a fun cast. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. It It was really weird to me. I really didn't feel like I was filming a movie. And I remember calling my parents and being like, Gosh, you know, I'm having a great time. This is so fun. But I really feel like I haven't worked. Like, I love working. What's, like, what's happening? That's awesome. And I, I really, you know, I wanted that, like, struggle or that, like, you know, work through things. But it was so fun. Yeah. yeah. It was complete fun. You were, we were together, the whole cast, throughout the whole time, going to museums, going to the zoo, going to escape rooms exploring Toronto, laughing. How cool is that? Okay. So now here it is. I'm going to ask you, are they planning part two? Are we kind of have some anticipation that we could be excited about with kind of, can we give a little sneak peek on that? Can you tell Um, us? Is there anything ideas? From from (laughs) what I can tell you, I'm, I am, I'm a, I'm, I could say too much probably because I'm too (laughs) a person. But from what I know, from what I've seen online already released, you know, we have had a script that we've been working on for a second one. The second one has been in talks. There's also the Black Adam movie that, right. you know, they want to film. And, um, you know, it 
it's been put on hold and on pause. We were hoping to maybe film it this year, but um, of course, with everything going on, yeah. um, I, I'm in in this room and I'm not filming right now. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's no secret filming going but, on. But there's hope. For, there's hope for the future here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we're huge yeah. fans. It's like, all right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm like, come on. That's this awesome. Is fun. That is so cool. Okay. Well, that, that gets me excited. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else, you know, coming out that you've worked on that we can be looking for? Yeah. So I, um, I worked on a rom-com called Most Guys Are Losers. <laughs> that is based <laughs> on a book that a dad, a, a real life story of um, a dad and his daughter. He wrote a book for his daughter when she went to college called Most Guys Are Losers to give her a heads up, of, you know, look out for these characters. <laughs> That's hilarious. Don't date, don't date them. Um, and of course she came home with a boyfriend and he was like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to put him the ringer uh, and so they you know we we worked and made that film in uh naperville illinois um this little town mm-hmm. not chicago Il- uh, naperville yeah um, uh, so that that is in post-production right now um and we're we're pushing to be able to release it we wanted to release it in november um but with everything going on we'll, we'll see um cool. uh there is a push for content right now because no one can film anything. So Netflix is like, what do you guys have? What, you know, what people are just kind of reaching out, but we'll see with that. And then I I did a indie film vampire dad years ago. That's set in the sixties. Dad gets turned into a vampire. It's really campy fun. Um, And, you know, it being the fifties, sixties, they're trying to keep it from the daughter to maintain a very, measured household but he's a vampire it's kind yeah. of challenging. <laughs> i love it um it's super silly and and they were hoping to release that in june um so i i don't know h- how you're going to be able to watch that um mm-hmm. but you can look out for I that love one it. we will uh, we will be looking at so uh, what is the funniest or most unique experience that you've had while <sighs> filming gosh i mean the, the uh, gosh, where, where does, I mean, the funniest thing that comes to mind, and this is funny to think of this, but my, my first kiss was actually on set. Um, and I, uh, was having to kiss him and had vampire teeth and then, <laughs> uh, and it was, uh, for and I was like, Oh gosh, this is, uh, this is so weird. <laughs> my life my career is so strange. I bet. Um, that was definitely funny. Um, a, a weird story to have in my arsenal. That's um, funny. Shazam was a ball. You know, we had uh, filming night shoots in Toronto on this set they built that was a carnival. And we have these stuntmen on wires with these antennas, little balls on the end. And, you know, they they look ridiculous, but they're going to get turned into monsters later yeah. on. You know, yeah. see it on the, in the movie, but we're looking at them. We're like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we, we, there's this bit in Shazam where we're running down this alleyway and the kids get snatched up one by one by the monsters. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And those actual stuntmen on wires wow. that would grab the kid and yank oh, them up no way. Were on wires too. And I'm running and holding hands with, you know, some of them, they get yanked up and that you know, we cr- just, that 
over and over. And I was so, it's a really sad, you know, intense scene, but it was so fun. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. I know when you hear about it. Well, we're going to, we're going to close with this. You are a strong advocate for, for women and, you know, what would you say to our female listeners? And I know you're an advocate for everyone. You're yeah. just, you, like I said, you are such a sweetheart. Um, but what would you say to the women who are listening? I know we, we, we sometimes struggle with, with mm-hmm. our, our identity and who do we need to be and all of that. Well, that's so, important. Even our, we have three daughters of our own mm. and we have to keep, we just keep pouring into this and their identity and who they are. <laughs> You know, but for an examples like yourself that we can point to and say, hey, here's a great example. I love that question. So mm. and what would that be? Oh, man, you know, I have a, a, amazing parents. My and I have an am, amazing dad who has really made me feel that I am capable of anything Um, and I, I really haven't had this mindset of, you know, I'm a woman, I'm not really able to do some things, but really this belief that, you know, I have something, I can give something. And even still with that environment, I have had in the past a feeling of needing to make myself smaller, make myself as humble as possible, going into auditions, going into situations. Um, and there is something to being, uh, humble and having your hands open and receptive, Mm -hmm. but there is also something to when you're not fully showing up Mm -hmm. and you're actually, um, kind of presenting a hollowed out version, letting other people fill that Mm -hmm. space. And what I would say, and something I'm working on and still learning is believing that you do have something to bring to the table, bringing that with grace, bringing that with, you know, being able to listen, um, but, but, but not robbing yourself of the opportunity of contributing and being a part of something. Mm. Um, it, it, it's, it can be challenging sometimes when you, you know, you're, you, you feel out of depth, you feel like, you don't, but learn, learn, you know, invest in yourself, pour into yourself. You all you have control over, especially in acting or your field is how much prep work you do. Yeah. And so, you know, you can't just rely on being really kind and a smiling face. Yeah. Do the work at home. Do the work when no one's watching. Yeah, uh, that's good. Educating yourself so you can bring something into that room. That's you good. Know? That's, great. that's good. To be I empowered. Love yeah. I love that. I love it. Yeah, very good. Well, wow, Grace, it's been so much fun to have you here today on the podcast. And huge. we... Well, it's not. Uh, we'll have you back. Please, we'll, we'll have you, you back. back. Oh, please. <laughs> please. We got to have more. No, I don't want any more quarantines. <laughs> yeah. So, what is doing when you're on set somewhere? You know, <laughs> get 30 yeah. minutes with you. <laughs> too. Yes. That's yes. Right. We're praying that happens soon. That's right. Well, Grace, it's been so good having you here. Thank you. And thank you for allowing us to be a part of your life. And you know, just the, it's the small connections along the way. I, you made, you made a, an illustration, use an illustration of strings attaching different parts of your life. And I think this relationships that, that that's what God does for us. It connects us in certain ways and just to be a, of an encouragement to one another. 
you know, and so mm-hmm. we want to encourage you. You are a light to this world, and especially your industry, you know, and I think that's important for you to just to be that light. You you are a great example of what grace is. You know, I know your name is Grace, but you are Grace lived out. And so thank you. Thank you yeah. for being that person. So yeah, and thank Thanks, you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. Please have me again. We, we will. will. We will. Trust us. <laughs> well, I love talking. It's been fun. It's been fun. Well, thank you. And and thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We have so much fun here at this podcast. And, you know, if you have questions, you can go to livelifeunplugged.org and you can connect with us directly. Um, or you can go to jamesandterrycraft.com and you can connect with us there. There's resources. But we, we want you to be able to connect with us if you need anything and, and any resources with your marriage or yourself individually. But we're just here to be able to partner with you in your personal growth. Mm-hmm. And so we are grateful for this. And, and so we are thankful. Yes. Okay. We'll see you next time. All right. If you'd like to hear more from James and Terry, subscribe to this channel. Check out their website at jamesandterrycraft.com and livelifeunplugged.org or find them on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. This podcast is made possible by the generous partnership of Rasa Flooring, Miller Waldrop Furniture, Kingdom Work Studios, and Embassy City Church.